0: to my worst day. I'm Cassie.
1: I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. Christina just did the thing that I feel like servers do all the time where they come to your table right after you've taken like a big bite of food mm. and then they're like, how is it? And you're like, oh, it's really good. Like, <laughs> she hit record while Cassie
0: was yawning. So,
1: she's like, oh, uh, oh, uh, welcome to my worst day. Yeah. Oh, hey.
0: Oh, hi. Oh, hi. I, uh, I am dead tired. I'm giving about 23% Right now. Oh, no. I am literally. I You guys were talking about business stuff and I was like zoning out. It's I okay. am tired. We've all been there. I literally woke up at 3 a.m. yesterday so that I could get ready. That's
1: disgusting. First of all. Drive,
0: drive to San Diego for Comic-Con. Did hair. I started at 6 a.m. doing hair. Ended at 6 p.m. Then had to drive back to L.A. I'm literally called my dad on the way. I called my son on the way because I was like, you're falling asleep. I'm going to fall asleep. Yep. I am going to fall asleep wow. on the road. Ugh. And my friend Mikey was like, Hey, are you good to be driving back? Cause he had a place down there and I was like, he's like, are you sure you're cool to drive home? I'm like, I'm Fine. But really, (laughs) anybody who knows me knows that my carcolepsy is. Yeah,
1: you just get soup sleepy. Whoa. You get sleepy. What are your strategies? So, your strategy is to call people. Yeah. I almost
0: called Christina. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk to for my son for like an hour. We live together, you know? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: he knows everything. But
0: he also knows how carcolepsy I get. And so he was like, we can talk about this. Let's. He was coming up with stuff that I don't even remember half our conversation. Aww. But bless his that's heart, really sweet. He was very much like, "I'm gonna keep mom on the phone. We're gonna keep her alert." It was. It was Strugbus. Oh,
1: what's your strategy, Christina, for car Yeah.
2: Um, I don't have one. Oh. I I you just you don't pure Capricorn energy. You just that's right. I, <laughs> honestly, I'm just like it, through pure strength of of will. Oh, I, will. will. I, yeah. <laughs> if I get to a point I'll I'll stop and I'll get like a soda or yeah, something like that a Red
1: Bull is my go to it's a Red Bull and it's honestly show tunes ah show tunes oh, at like singing 100, full 100 volume, volume. Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> like, just yelling in my car
2: speaking of show tunes have you been following the funny girl drama yes no wait what oh Wait, wait, wait.
1: There is Durams. I have not been this invested in like Funny Girl the Show. Mm Yes. The Broadway show. Mm -hmm.
2: So you know how Leah Michelle from Glee has basically been campaigning to be in Funny Girl for like the past what 15 years or whatever?
1: Rachel Berry in real life energy (laughs) is so like, I have Real. perfect casting. Because, like, that is who she is, I think. Yep. <laughs> like, manic, mean girl. Yeah, Broadway. total
2: mean girl. Like, all that stuff that they were saying about how she was on the set of Glee. So, like, when they announced that <laughs> Glee, they were what bringing... what a cursed fucking show. Yeah, no truly, doubt. Truly. Honestly. Wow. So, when Funny Girl launched, everyone just assumed it would land in her <laughs> lap. But then the producers picked Beanie Feldstein. Oh, great. Who was really great and book smart has like great energy and stuff like that but doesn't really have a voice right well but
1: that's the thing oh. is like you have to know what you're going for because like i heard that comedically she was great in the role like she was Makes really yeah. good because that's her strong point yeah but like she's, but she's not, not barbara streisand Right. she doesn't have those kinds of vocals you should have known that when you cast her right like yeah it's so she was getting all these negative reviews because it's broadway people right and it's like this role when you have people like Barbara Streisand who yeah. kill it vocally, you know, you when you're comparing the two, yeah. She was getting all these like negative reviews, negative reviews, and she Aww. got like sick with COVID, um, oh. and so she had to be out, and then her understudy stepped in, and her understudy got all these great reviews, oh, yeah. No. And then she felt like the producers weren't supporting so... her in like through the bad reviews and stuff, and then you had like rep- uh, producers coming forward anonymously and being like, "I wanted to fire her from the beginning." Oh. And- yeah
2: can you imagine how shitty that yeah, is though horrible. for like beanie felsey and so Terrible. she's like hearing all this shit yeah. and she was supposed to be out i think in october anyways so how
0: did she- it makes me no see this 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 story right here how that was presented to me makes me immediately go well then how did she get the gig exactly. who does she know how you know what i'm saying well, like because they should because you know it just like los angeles broadway is the same as far as like it's all about who you know it's all about those connections It's right. all about you know your dad is friends with you well, know she's from so. a showbiz family right that's but the I'm thing
1: like, but she's i don't know i just feel like we're judging her harshly because it's just like she got the role based on her comedic timing i'm sure so i'm sure the producers at the time they cast her were like we're going to take the show in a slightly different direction we're going to lean more on the comedy rather than the vocals and so then i understand why she feels like the producers don't have her back because she's like you cast me right (laughs) Right. for this you know and now they're judging me for this other thing you should backing your choice you know like explain that they wanted to take the show in a totally threw
2: her under the bus yeah they did wow so she she quit early she's like actually i'll be done at the end of this month and so then yeah producers are putting leah michelle in the lead and so then what about the
0: fucking understudy exactly so well exactly so
1: what happened was girl i i Followed this drama hard. Me I was too. Like, right. all the things. So, Wait, what's
0: the understudy's name? Do we know? Uh, I feel Jul- like I want to shout I her out. I feel like it's Julie Benko. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think okay. that's right. I
1: think that's right. But so what happened was like they ha- were having all these talks, then it leaked that they were talking to Leah Michelle before Beanie quit. And so she found out that they were talking to Leah Michelle because Leah Michelle approached them. By the way, her team approached. Yeah, of course. She's like, "You're getting all these negative reviews. We just want to let you know that Leah's on the table. She's interested. <laughs> She's <laughs> the <veil. laughs> She's the veil. <laughs> so, um, so Beanie found out that they were talking to her, and that's when she was like, "Actually, I'm going to leave early." So Julie Benko is doing it in the like interim yeah. between. So she gets to do it for like a month wow. or something. But then Leah Michelle is going to come in.
2: But also, Jane Lynch oh. quit. Jane Lynch is in the show. And as soon as she heard that oh. Leah Michelle was going to be there, so I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I know the I tea, know. the Broadway oh. tea, <laughs> is served hot piping hat i was like
1: oh do you, man. you have
0: an ice cube for this tea i cannot taste I it my tongue is burning and what jane the lynch
1: fuck? was like it has nothing to do Doesn't with leah michelle Doesn't like, it? i just <laughs> wanted to give the other person some extra time and it's like okay 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 okay,
0: okay. Um,
1: this is me <laughs> we see not you. buying any of that yeah, yeah.
0: We i see, see you, you. Yeah.
2: i
1: see it on clearance and i'm not buying it <laughs> no 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 <laughs> oh my goodness um well <laughs> oh wow You know what else happened this week? I
2: do. I have to eat my words because I believe uh, like 100 episodes ago or whatever (laughs) I said, that's just a rebound. That shit is a fake PR relationship. Well, listen, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Affleck. Affleck number two, Jennifer <laughs> I, Affleck
1: the second. But not even Jennifer Garner changed her last name. Like I she know. was like, no, she's like, I can't change my last name for somebody with that back tattoo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't trust I it. I don't think
0: that they... I think he got that back tattoo amidst their... At, like, after their divorce. Really? Yeah. Like, I think he got that back tattoo. Listen, that back tattoo... <laughs> was a bad decision. ...is a screaming midlife crisis.
1: Oh, yeah. That is...
0: Your dad got a motorcycle. <laughs> Where did he even
1: go to get that tattoo? Like, that tattoo... Hell. You're, you have so... Hell. <laughs> you have so much money. Mm. Yeah. Like, you have... Really good tattoo money. Mm. And yeah. That looks like you got You had a it friend. In somebody's basement. Like it's. You had
0: a friend come over to your kitchen.
1: So bad. But okay, this is not about Ben Affleck's back tattoo. Uh, Jenna, <laughs> Jen Which
0: Affleck. Which is the name of my new band. <laughs> ben <Affleck's> back tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> ben and Jen Affleck did get married finally. Yeah. There is At still a something. Drive through chapel, right? chapel in
0: Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't what? think it was drive through. I just think it was the. What? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Listen. Good for them. Those Hegan, crazy kids. I saw your TikTok the other day where you're the. Uh-huh. you, And we all know that I'm the. You know what, girl? Live your life. Live your life. Live Get your, life. your love. Try it. You don't know could be the one they could be together forever yeah you know maybe
1: they will be i don't know because i was the one who was just like you know what i think i believe in this relationship i think it's real did but you then i did whenever yeah yeah, because I, I was talking shit yeah, on and I, was like, I was like this is fake they're just like, doing now, this now. for the career mm-hmm. but then i saw a bunch of things <sighs> that made me believe it was a pr relationship because i yeah. was seeing stuff that i'm like yeah. jennifer lopez is so good at like turning things into tabloid fodder right like and so it's hard to tell what's real and what's not with her because like there were pictures that were taken that I'm like, these look like stage photos. They absolutely yeah. do. Right? Like, and it's using well,
2: using paparazzi to like tell the story But of maybe them being she's just
1: really good. Uber in that. love. And I'm yeah. like,
2: mm, I'm always like arms crossed again. Well, if it's on clearance, I'm not buying it. Yeah. But yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> the
2: marriage, I'm like, mm, I, I still don't know. I have to say I am still not buying it okay i'm but still she very changed skeptical her last
1: name that's the thing that's getting me is i'm like she's been married a handful of times at this point right and she has never changed her last name mm. so i'm like mm. okay maybe maybe it's real
2: wow i wow. don't know I
1: don't
0: time know. will tell
1: yeah time will tell It's a
0: tricky situation. I mean, I mean, we're all looking at it from the outside and you're right. Like everything that we see is completely staged. I mean, the thing of it is, is that everybody knows even just paparazzi as a whole in Los Angeles is is a PR stunt. Mm -hmm. Right. So like anytime you're caught on camera, it's because your PR team reached out to the pop. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, and hey, they're going to gonna say, be here. So they nothing know you're going to say gonna that it's, You know
1: n- that both things aren't true, right? Like, for sure. Nothing's to say that they're not like really in love and she's also really milking the good at paparazzi PR. Yeah. at the right. same time. Like, right. you know, so those pictures are probably completely staged and that's why yeah. they feel fake but their relationship could be real, sure. like you know. Yeah. We don't. Well, uh, well, you know. Let's talk rebounds, because then that's part of the other reason that
2: makes me skeptical. Is yes. that I just don't know of any rebound in my own personal mm. experience going back to something that fucked up the first time. Yeah, a bounce usually back like yeah. fucks up a second time too.
1: I don't know. I feel like it's been such a long time now. I mean, because what was that, like 15 years ago? Like, yeah. I mean, it's been such a long time that, that different people, people change. Like, they, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's another argument. Do you believe that people can really change? True. I do. I think that I'm a completely different person than oh. I was 10 years ago. Yeah. I think I've changed fundamentally. I have too. And so Agreed. I think that like you can change. If he's dedicated to his sobriety, that's something that they didn't have whenever that's they right. were together before. True. You know, they weren't
0: parents. They weren't parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: think that there's a lot that's changed about them as people and maybe... I think it. I think it can work. I think going back to something can work. When I see those types of relationships, it's usually like it's been like two years. Yeah, from, and you're going back to your ex, you're not, like, <laughs> he's different changed. now, honey. He hasn't yeah. changed. He's just out of jail. Right? <laughs> <laughs> see, this
2: is me as like right. the Capricorn where I'm just like I. I do think that people's circumstances can change, but who people are fundamentally at their core, I have serious doubts that, that any of that stuff actually You don't feel like you've
1: changed. changed in like I, I ten feel, or fifteen years?
2: I feel like I've gotten better at managing my uh neuroses, mm. but I still feel that at the core of me, who I actually am is the same. I've changed.
0: I have changed. I think I I've have changed too. my views. Me I've too. changed my values, but that's, you know, growing up, that's growing up in a forced like religion and being, mm-hmm. I mean, forced feels like I was in a cult, but I wasn't.
1: No, but it, I,
0: look, I mean, okay,
1: we don't have to yeah. go into that, but, <laughs> but, like- <laughs> uh,
0: but it, it, it is, it's true. It's, it's, it's you. It's, but that's life, right? Who I was at 21, 22, 23, even, I was the after effects of the way I was raised, right? So I was I was wearing a lot of the cloaks and baggage that came with my upbringing. Yeah, but so still, a,
2: but who you are, who you are inside, I wonder mm-hmm. if if any of us have really changed that, I that much. I have. I, beyond because,
0: just the views. Yeah, no, you but know what I, mean, I mean, like, but even still, like I was, I... I all of those Aries traits, right? So you're like, "Oh, you're so Aries." I am, but I used to be worse. I used to be much more brash. I used to be much more unapologetic. I used to I used to be very judgmental. I've changed a lot of those features about myself. I have mm-hmm. really I have really worked on myself through those years too on like just being like, "That's not who I want to be."
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I under I understand what you're saying. Right. Christina in that like Who I am, like my at my core, is probably the same. Um, However, like when you change your mindset and your worldview, you do change the way you interact with other people, and it will that will bleed into your relationships. It will change what you put up with in relationships, what you want from relationships. It changes all of that stuff, and so Mm -hmm. maybe the two of them at their core actually get along and like love each other and there's all that that other other circumstances right that like has been shed throughout the years to allow them to come back together because i think that that can happen because yeah at your core you you are who you are i do believe that there's that's what your spirit is like you Mm -hmm. have a core spirit but like all those other things make up who you are because perception is reality so what other people perceive you to be is what you are right so you change you know and i maybe maybe it'll work <laughs> and sometimes you you Maybe don't
0: not. and sometimes you don't you don't even know who your core personality is your core being is you have to when shed you're, you sometimes. have to shed yeah. that you, yeah. i mean you and i both can kind of relate yeah. in that world of like just shedding some of these beliefs that were given to us yes
1: but you i know? do think i do think i agree with with Christina in that like if i really dig dig deep
0: but i don't even know if i knew who that person was but i don't I'm know saying. if i
1: knew that i knew her at the time but i do think that she was
0: always there there you go that, you know, now that makes sense. I yeah, do so okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm,
1: I, can.
2: I will buy that.
0: Okay. <laughs> so <there> you go. <laughs> You're like, and I will get that Kirkland's <laughs> uh,
2: best. So on that note for FMK, I propose that we FMK famous celebrity rebounds. <gasps> oh. Oh, oh, well then I, so like Gwen Stefani and fucking dude face from the voice.
1: Oh, oh and then I see. Oh, so not oh, like people they've come back to because i was thinking elizabeth yeah. taylor and, and oh, burton, richard burton, burton right. right whoa they came back together like five times and none of them were a good idea yeah <laughs> yeah but let's let's do rebounds ones that okay. you're like holy
2: shit like uh, it, of course it's a holy shit that they came back together because they were together before but like yeah. i'm talking like Remember when Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn were together?
1: Oh, classic, classic rebound. I was like, huh, Huh. Well, you know what I thought wasn't going to last, but did last. Speaking of Gwen Stefani, it's Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. There you go. Saw it. Who knew? Like, no, nobody saw that. I didn't have that.
0: I did not have (laughs) that on my bingo card. That
2: is, uh, well, we've got some some other other ones here too that were. Um, we've done him too many
1: times, but like Olivia Wilde getting with Harry Styles immediately. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> oh, I like,
2: know. Whoa! Speaking of tea, there's tea there too. <gasps> oh, uh, tell
1: me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde are feuding. Oh, allegedly,
2: allegedly,
1: because Florence Pugh is refusing to do any press for "Don't Worry, Darling." And then, like Olivia Wilde is like passive aggressively posting things,
0: uh, like and every tagging time, Florence. and tagging
1: Florence Pugh. <laughs> 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 so wait,
0: why? Why? Why is she refusing to? We don't know. We don't know. Nobody, Nobody knows. Nobody
2: knows. But yeah, it's. <sighs> I know. It's, the tea is is very hot.
0: Okay, Damn.
1: rebounds, rebounds.
2: Oh man, rebounds. I I gotta say the Gwen Stefani and and Blake Shelton one is yeah, is big that's for a good me. one.
0: Um, What about Olivia Munn and... uh, The uh, football player? No, no, no. no, John Mulaney. John Mulaney Mulaney. and Olivia
1: Munn. And then, you know, again, I I know we've done him many times, but like Kim K going straight from her marriage to Kanye (laughs) into a relationship with Pete Davidson was like breakneck speed. Oh, yeah. Uh, What about uh,
2: Nicole Kidman and Lenny Kravitz? Oh, That's who she dated after Tom Cruise.
1: You know who else... Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney. Do you remember that? Oh Oh my God. And they got married. Yeah, they did. And then they got divorced like two Two, months later. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, "Mm, never mind. (laughs) This was a mistake. (laughs) Okay, so you've just
2: gotten your heart broken and you've (sighs) got a rebound Uh with either Blake Shelton. um, Kenny Chesney. (laughs) Vince Vaughn.
0: Oh.
2: And... I don't want to do Lenny Kravitz that's just too easy. It's too easy it's too easy
0: What about Kenny Chesney?
1: Do Kenny, Kenny Chesney. Chesney. Okay. Okay. okay.
0: Blake Shelton. Ch- wow. <laughs> Blake
1: Shelton, Vince Vaughn oh. or Kenny Chesney.
0: Oh no. dude.
1: I cuz here's the thing actually. Whoa. Here's the thing actually. Like young Vince Vaughn can get it. I actually think that he was like hot when he was younger. Yeah. However, and and I do think he's funny. Like when yes. I, watch, I watch him, I think he's funny. However, he seems like the kind of funny that's
0: dark underneath. Yeah. yeah. You know, where yeah. I'm like,
1: this I feel like he's gonna have one to too many that. whiskeys and I'm then gonna, like
0: I want to explore that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I want to explore that. <laughs> mm. I I, Blake, I don't know in what way I want to explore Blake it.
2: Shelton is the kind of guy that makes me unreasonably angry. Ah. Mm. Like Okay. He seems
0: like really nice and He goofy, doesn't take anything seriously. And I uh, yeah, if that drives oh, me God. fucking nuts. Like yep. somebody that doesn't take he never takes anything seriously, and that would you would absolutely I would go bonkers. Yeah. That would drive me nuts. It it so. would actually probably drive me a little nuts too. I'm not gonna lie. I as much as I'm fun loving and like light, when things are serious, I, I need everybody to be serious. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do yeah. not like I do, I
1: get Disneyland. Dad vibes yep. from him, where it's like he's, you know what I mean. Where it's like, it's he's, true. He, yeah, where it's like he's too. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And also, Miranda <laughs> Lambert would
0: be your. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you just look at a picture
1: of Kenny Chesney?
0: I know, but check him out without the hat. Oof, it's even worse. Sorry. Oh, is it? Is he, ba- uh, if he is bald? If he's bald, but it's not bald is fine, but he's. I don't not mind good looking baldness. bald. Um, I do not think he's good looking bald. Yeah no.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, you just showed me a picture of him with Tom Brady. I he looks like Pitbull. I can't. <laughs> he does. Like country like Pitbull. Really <laughs> small Pitbull. Oh no. Oh my
2: God. Oh, okay. No.
0: <laughs> He's probably oh. really nice. Is he? I don't I don't, I, know. Don't know I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I know nothing about Kenny Chesney. Oh my!
1: God. I just remember that just wedding sh- photo of Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney on the beach together, and oh, re- f- I remember thinking, like, he's this is barely
0: sweet. Is he? I don't. know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm now. I'm afraid. Okay. No, but why
1: did they get divorced so quick? I'm like, I
0: does. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm going to Danger Town with. Uh,
1: Are you going to marry Vince Vaughn?
0: I uh, know. I think. I don't know if I'm going
1: to. I think I have to.
0: I'm not going to lie. I think I have to. I think I have to marry Benson. Okay. I think I have no choice because I cannot marry. (laughs) Cannot Disney dad. None of us know enough about
1: Kenny Chesney to marry him. Except for that he's friends with Tom Brady, which you know for me. Apparently.
0: Yeah, that's not a plus. I
1: got beef. That ain't a
0: plus.
2: (laughs) Exactly. That's not that's not working in his favor so much. So you're gonna
1: fuck Blake Shelton? Mm? God
0: damn. (laughs) Wow. This is awful. I hate this. I didn't realize how perplex or how complex I would feel about this. Yeah, you really don't like Blake Shelton. I don't I it's it's exactly what Christina said. It's the not ever being able to take anything seriously. Like I love I love a lighthearted. I love I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. But he got it's
0: Gwen S- Stefani, so he
1: must be or she must be. No, I think she's I think it's her. <laughs> She's a question mark for me where I'm like, yeah. if I went yeah. if I went to dinner with the two of them, I bet I'd be more surprised by her than him. Like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah.
2: oh, actually, <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, you're yeah, weirdo. It's you.
1: like,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. I don't
1: even mean that in a mean way. Nope. I just mean like, I bet she's a little weird. Like, yeah. No, know? she's
0: a lot weird. She's yeah. got to be a lot weird. And she's got that. She has that also. Here's the thing. Okay, here it is. She has the... I got famous when I was just young enough. I've never had to do anything for myself in my life. Youth.
1: Yeah. To her.
0: That like, that like eternal child. Uh, Yeah. And you have then Disney dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that they have a lot of. Everything
0: is fine, guys. Everything's fine, and she needs somebody. They're perfect together. Yeah, when I you break think that they down. are.
1: I think that they are, and I think that they have a lot of fun at Disneyland. Like they oh, look yeah. like they are wearing the ears. Yeah, they are going on all the rides. They are yep, staying yep. for World of Color at the end. Yeah, like, they are doing <laughs> they, all the, like I would actually like to. I would go to Disneyland with them. Like yeah. I would do a fun, lighthearted vacay
0: situation they're, with them they're perfect for each other yes mm-hmm. i do not need a disney dad because i'm a full-ass grown adult who has <laughs> right has dealt and with you're not my dad and you're not <laughs> my dad and i have dealt with all of those things like i feel right. like there's something about somebody who gets famous young that they haven't had to deal with a lot of things on their own mm-hmm. they've had a lot of molly coddling and people help well, guide them through these things what about
2: Blake, So Blake Shelton was with Miranda Lambert, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. she cheated on him. No right? other way around.
1: Is that what
0: broke them up? Or I was think it... it was the other way around. I think he cheated on her.
1: There was cheating involved. I don't know who cheated yeah, on you who. I don't right, know. I, I don't
0: remember. Yeah. At any rate, it didn't work out. I know she was heartbroken. And that's what made me think that it was the other way around. She was the one who was like pretty devastated by the whole thing. But breakup.
1: Gavin Rosdell cheated on
0: Gwen Stefani, Gwen Stefani yeah.
1: several times. Yeah. Uh, from what I heard. I heard he was not a nice husband. Yeah. I
2: don't doubt that. Yeah. If you find. Uh, yeah. I heard that she was like looking at the iPad and found evidence. Mm. of. Yeah. That's terrible. I don't love that. I hate it. Yeah. I think I've come to a decision. Okay. All right. Talking it out. The only thing, I looked up some information about um, Kenny Chesney. And the only thing <laughs> that I found is that Nick Jonas and Priyanka recently went to his concert and danced in the front row. Ah. So that's all but okay. I'm like. Mm, okay, uh, all the, right. Nick Jonas and Priyanka give it a Thumbs up. So I mean, they endorse
0: Kenny Chesney. Wow. <laughs> so I feel like I need more. <laughs> I feel like I need more. This I is feel the like only
2: information I was able to find. In I feel like he
0: staff. may have a red hat in his house somewhere, and I. Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, but
2: based on the little bit that I know, I am going
0: to. <laughs> hmm,
2: I'm going to marry Vince Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's there's something uh about that like little bit of edge that he has that I think I can relate to and that we can riff back and forth and have a good time. Um he's also very tall. He's very tall. Yeah. Which is nice. I I like the dad bodies rocking. So I think he's got friends. Yeah, he's got, friends good. Friends, too. Yeah. He's got yeah. good friends. Absolutely, you'd be hanging out with um, Dude Face. Yeah, that does all the Marvel movies. Amen. Sean mm. Favreau. Favreau. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: would marry Sean- John Favreau. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> Let's put him in this mix. <laughs> <laughs> rebound? Um, and then
2: I am going to. Uh, <laughs> this is tough.
1: Uh, <laughs> I like, do like bald guys. You do. You, you know. I, I gotta. I gotta say. I think. <laughs> I just. I think. I can't even. Kenny Im- Chesney. <laughs> Wait, but Christina has to fuck I, somebody. I know, but I'm. That's. What I'm, I'm like. I.
2: I cannot All imagine. There's I'm no
1: judgment if that's yeah, the direction you're going. I think.
2: I think I'm going to. I oh. think I'm going to. Blake I really tall.
1: can't. You, you, I guess he's over here like don't do it girl like
2: (laughs) Blake Shelton you don't have to that's also true uh I just
1: but you okay here's the thing there's something there's something a little appealing about Kenny Chesney being a little bit of a mystery like I'm like I kind of want to get into his house, just so I can mm. like w- 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 I want to solve this equation. Is right? It, like, is it gonna be a little bit of chicken
0: fat? Yeah. Oh, cold beer, beer on a Friday night. Yeah, he could be the type <laughs> he could
1: really surprise us. Like, what if his house is like super like modern? It's all like glass. Oh. Or it could be one of those things he, where it's very much not that. And he he's got like a, like a rotating round bed or something, <laughs> oh! covered in velvet, you know. I don't know. We just we don't. don't know. know. It is a completely mystery. Solve it's, this mystery for you. It's like what is <laughs> That, like deal or no deal <laughs> but, like
2: i'm like i i think i think i'll go for it i'll go i'll open the mystery door yeah. i'm gonna fuck Penny okay. Chesney. okay yeah i mean oh just, my gosh i just hope once, i don't regret that we'll just
1: do it once see what it's like and maybe yeah. we'll come out of it and be like that was a mistake
0: <laughs> or you might be like actually mm-hmm. i see
1: how he got <laughs> yeah renee what zellweger to marry him and like There you go. Mm,
0: There Um, you go.
1: Yeah, there's got to be something there, right? Uh, So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to fuck Kenny Chesney. Never thought those words would come out of my mouth. Yep. Can he keep his hat on? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'd prefer it.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. He's a Capricorn.
1: Oh, there you go.
2: Oh. oh, no. Wait, that's a label he was on. Never. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually March 26th. That makes He's more sense. That makes more He's sense.
0: Yeah. Oh, um. you love an, Mar- an Aries mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is He's going to be awful in bed. There is absolutely no fucking way. He's got to be better
1: than Blake Shelton in
2: bed.
0: What's Blake Shelton?
2: Well, did Blake Shelton in 2000 get involved in with Tim McGraw in a scuffle with police officers because he attempted to ride a police horse? I'm in. I'm in. That sounds like the shenanigans
1: okay. I'm gonna fuck. I might marry Blake Shelton. That's hilarious. No, this is Kenny Chesney. Oh!
0: <laughs> that also Kenny tracks.
1: Chesney trying to ride a police horse? Listen. Oh my that's God. some Aries energy. Yeah, it is. If I've ever it fucking is. heard it in my life. Oh yeah, my I'm, I'm gonna fuck Kenny Chesney. That's hilarious. Um... <laughs>
0: Oh my God. If
1: I was going to get arrested for something stupid, it would be something like that. I wanted to ride the horsey.
0: <laughs> Blake Shelton, June, June 18th.
1: So he is a, can no,
0: Gemini? Gemini. Oh, I'm in if he's a Gemini. He's a Gemini. I had a he's feeling he might Gemini be a Gemini. men are, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm in.
1: Uh, and then, okay, what's Vince Vaughn? Something dark. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Vince Vaughn. Oh, Oh god damn it! It's <laughs> not not a good one in the bunch
2: for for me over here. Not for
1: me oh, either. Oh lord, I, these are well. not. Um, Ooh wee. I. This is hard for me because yeah, I think Vince Vaughn is more seems more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's more there that I'm like interested to dig deep into. Do I want to Mystery marry man. Vince Vaughn? Though I don't know because. There is a darkness there that scares me a little bit. You know what? Let's give it a shot. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. I will marry Vince Vaughn. I can okay. fix him. I know yeah. I can fix him. He's got a little bit of fire. I'm a little bit of water. I can I can put that fire out. Yeah. I, okay. Yes. Okay. I'm going to marry <laughs> Vince Vaughn. This is making sense. And okay. I, I'm going to kill Blake Shelton. Nothing, you know. No personally. I would love to go ride the Dumbo ride with you, but I don't really want to um, marry or fuck you. I just not given me that energy. Yeah. Not yeah. at all.
0: That was hard. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. I, now that I know their signs, have only one option. Oh, you changed your answer? I, I have to marry Blake Shelton. I have to. There's no way I can marry an Aries. Are oh, you no, no. kidding? Oh,
1: no, 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 no. You don't, you... don't
0: want to try to ride a police horse? <laughs> yes, what, I Tim do. McGraw? The problem is, is we all do. And then we're all in You're jail. You're going to end
1: up in jail. We're it's like all in Parks prison. and Rec, Ron and Tammy. Yes. Ron and Tammy too. That like energy that's just like chaos. Like chaos, yeah. Yeah. Pure chaos. Yeah. And you have, I feel like these are two different kinds of Aries men. You've got the Aries man who's trying to ride a police horse. So that is like unhinged, like yeah. fun but unhinged, he's, right? He's a March Aries. They oh, both yeah. are. They both are. Oh, They oh, both but, are. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was um, gonna say because
2: that's different from an April Aries.
1: Vince Vaughn is the Aries. Dark Aries. That, yeah, he's gonna drink a lot and start breaking plates. You know what I mean? I <laughs> Where cannot. I'm like, I, I feel I am like triggered. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're gonna have fun with Kenny Chesney Aries. You are gonna get arrested with Vince Vaughn. I
0: actually feel like it's gonna be the other way around. Really? I would no for sure. For me. The Aries I am would get arrested with Kenny Chesney Chesney because we're shenanigans. Yeah. (laughs) We're shenanigans Aries and we're going to shenanigans our way right into jail. Yep. Vince Vaughn and I are going to end up dead. Yeah. (laughs) Or on a Dateline episode. Well,
1: that's what I mean. Like you're going to end up arrested because the neighbors are going to call the cops because you'll be screaming at each other at 2 a.m. for like an hour and a half.
0: (laughs) I have to fuck Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I
2: yeah that's good yeah that's good yeah are you gonna marry Blake Shelton then? I'm gonna
0: marry Blake Shelton I, are okay. you kidding I cannot marry Kenny Chesney nor Vince Vaughn I, I feel cannot. like this yeah. is
1: growth I feel like
0: this is yeah. making a very good decision yeah it yeah. is for me yeah no because here's here's why A I love Geminis and they get a lot of shit but Geminis are great they're fun which we've seen Blake Shelton, I think Blake Shelton has to play the role that he plays in the relationship that he's in because of the relationship he's in. Do I feel like Geminis can also be serious? They can. So we don't get to see Gemini serious. Oh, so, yeah. Because like, Geminis are a twin, right? Yeah. So they're like, they can be, so knowing that he's Gemini makes me know that he can be serious.
1: Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm All right. down that, with that. Sound reasoning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So there it is. Oh, well, that was, that a, was journey. A, a journey. A yeah. journey for
1: one. <laughs> you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? <laughs> Might yes. need 10. And we're back. Okay. I have the Tainted Love this week. So I will get us started with a listener story. Mm. Okay. It says I met this guy on a group hiking trip a few years ago. He texted me a few days later asking if I'd like to go out with him. I agreed as even though we didn't talk much during the trip, he still seemed normal from what I could tell. <laughs> I love that that's where the bar yeah. is. The bar is always like, does he seem normal? Normal. normal. Yeah. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Clean. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We both lived in London at the time, so he said we should take our bicycles and go for a ride on Sunday afternoon. He also told me to go pick him up as he had decided the route we should follow in advance and his house was closer. I thought it was a red flag, but did so anyway. After cycling for two Hours to get to his house. I sent him a text to say I'm there and he told me to wait for him as he was running late. He came 15 minutes later riding his bike with a coffee in his hand, holding the handlebars with the other. So he's running late. To his own fucking house, house, that I biked two hours to. No, I,
0: our bike ride's over. I actually yeah, did actually, I'm the I'm bike turning ride.
1: Right back around. <laughs> I'm, I waited fifteen <laughs> minutes after biking two hours. <laughs> you better get an be Uber ready. Home get- you are you are at your house. How are you late <laughs> to your house? Yeah. That is. Uh, well, he's late because he had to make himself a coffee. Like that's wow. one of those things when you show up late to the work meeting with your like, with Starbucks. your iced coffee. Yeah, you're like um. <laughs> Sorry, traffic was really bad. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But so he's holding uh, a coffee in one hand, holding his handlebars in the other. As I was about to say hello, he just lifted his free hand, still balancing on his bike, and summoned me as if he was a farmer summoning his cattle with a come here gesture, followed by pointing in a forward direction. Uh. So that's not a good greeting to start off a date. Yeah. First of all, like weird, you know. Okay, bruh. I was stunned, didn't know how to react, so I just got on the bike and followed. I attempted to say hello again as we rode off, but he just threw me a look back saying, Sorry, I only got coffee for myself. I would have offered to get one for you, but I didn't have free hands. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Jesus, this guy.
1: Or you could have waited and we then could go get got coffee co- together. Uh, thi- this is a date. This is uh, is it? Is it
0: is, is it? <laughs> or is it do just they know a each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. We proceeded with the ride, him at the front, me following in complete silence. Every time I attempted to start conversation, he hit me with one-liners. After an hour of silent riding around the outskirts of London, which aren't popular for their beautiful scenery, to say the least, he asked me out of nowhere, what's my relationship with my parents? Oh, God. Wait, okay, okay. All right. Okay. So we <laughs> went wow. from on zero a to side. 100. <laughs> exactly. He's like, wow. like... Tell me about your childhood trauma.
0: What? what? (laughs) 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 My ass
1: is numb. (laughs) Like, meanwhile, you've been biking for for like three hours. hours. My
0: calves hurt just talking (laughs) about this.
1: Right he asked if I ever go back to my home country. So I said I did and asked him the same question back. He proceeded to tell me how he never goes back because the relationship he has with his mother and that he would not want to talk to her ever again. Oh, Why did you why? bring it up? Nope. <laughs> why did you bring up parents? Too soon.
0: Feels too soon.
1: Like we haven't said anything and you are literally like, if I be- have trauma. When sometimes, a
2: lot of times when people ask questions, it's because they want you to ask the same exactly. question back. Yeah, And so... Yes, that's really strange to me that you've had a silent bike ride and now all of a sudden you just want to vent about your mother. Yeah,
1: did he want her to be like, do your parents suck too? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: oh. Right
1: at that moment, his, he got a phone call. He picked up and rode off into the distance, oh. speeding up significantly, only to slow down 15 minutes later after he finished his call. He looked back at me and said it was a work call and mm-hmm. that this was a priority. <laughs> that this, the date was a priority was okay. it it wasn't was it? for the past 15 minutes mm-hmm. nor the hour preceding, mm-hmm. nor the fucking you minutes to- <laughs> i had to wait for you to exit your
0: home i hate this guy <laughs> yeah Wait. okay wait i'm sorry she was at his home he rode up on his bike with a yeah. coffee in hand i uh-huh. in my mind he went to go to a coffee shop and grab coffee oh
1: i don't know maybe he did but she yeah because she was waiting if she wrote
0: if he rode up on a bike that's what i'm imagining yeah not no. that he grabbed a coffee from his house
2: no no i'm saying that like he could have like waited to get coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. for her or gone earlier but you can't agree how are you late to your, your own, own house? house Yeah, you know it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah 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 terrible
1: then we continued with the ride along the canal the sidewalks of which being full of people and not well-paved were very difficult to ride on while following his speed. At one point, he just sped even more as I attempted to catch up. My bike (sighs) tilted and I fell. He looked back and said I should just get up and hurry as we need to go get food from this street market nearby. (laughs) I hate this. He also said he has a bike repair kit if something (sighs) happens because, and I quote, I am obviously a woman, so I would never <gasps> think of being prepared in this way. I
0: want out of here immediately. I fucking hate everything about this. Yeah, I'm
1: sweaty. I'm hot. Right? I like, just fell off my bike. Yeah. I'm like, I'm. In you pain. know what?
0: Go on without me, sir. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm fine.
1: Yeah. You, it seems like you want to be by yourself anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm good. I'm done chasing you on a fucking bike. Literally. Like we're, like we're
1: in fucking like
0: junior high. Out
1: it's running around stranger the Stranger Things energy. Looking back at this story, I should have left from the moment I saw him, but I think I was way too stunned to realize what was happening. When we reached the food place without asking me what I would like, he just queued in front of one of the burger booths where there were a bunch of people waiting in line. I was happy with this choice, so I stayed there too. After a lot of waiting, just before it was our turn, he said, let's go, grabbed no. my hand, and without saying a thing, took us to the vegetarian booth instead, where we waited just as long to get a falafel by then I was so tired of the entire ordeal that I just sat there and ate my chickpeas thinking of the long ride that awaited me on my way back home oh my gosh that's the worst you didn't even get to eat what you wanted (laughs) oh and you're tired I'm hungry no I'm so mad I I didn't have coffee I'm hangry (laughs) (laughs) I want a falafel now um falafels are good (laughs) we finished the food i thanked him for his time and left as fast as i could the next day he texted me the same message three times asking when we'll see each other again i ghosted him and i'm not even sorry no wow (laughs) p.s i'm pretty convinced that during that entire date we did not exchange more than six sentences my ass hurt for weeks after (laughs) yeah no i'll bet
2: oh my god i also i just i'm not like a bike writer no but I hate I just feel like that would not be an ideal first date situation you have to be like no, I mean paying only- attention to your surroundings you're like
1: yeah if you are both really like athletic people and you've you know you were riding side by side like I've gone bike riding with people mm. and it can be really fun but you have to kind of like agree that like we're gonna like ride together yeah. you know there has to be like a give and take also usually you do like stop somewhere and like then sit and talk for a while before you go back you know it's
2: what <laughs> a strange date strange. and then the only like conversation to bring up is I hate like- my
0: mom <laughs> wow what? Okay. <laughs> cool. Wow. Well, what an ordeal. Well, thank you for, for writing
1: in. Wow.
0: Oh, my gosh. What an ordeal. Okay. So, my date. is I found on Reddit and it says, fairly recent blind date that I didn't know was a date. Oh, no. <laughs> I got set up by an acquaintance. The wife thought I'd be happier with a girlfriend. For reference, I'm 54 and had been single for 20 plus years, dating, but nothing committed. So we're hanging out with our friends and she introduced me to this woman who just, quote, stopped by after some discussion. We all head to a local barbecue restaurant. Mm. There is 10 of us.
1: I hate that, by the way. (laughs) I hate the surprise setup, you know, where it's just like, oh, my friend. Oh, Susie, Susie's here. Wow, (laughs) we didn't (laughs) know
0: she was coming. Have you met my friend?
1: Also, honestly,
2: like if somebody is like, he seems like he's a pretty content on his own George Clooney
0: bachelor type. It's like
2: unless you're bringing freaking a mall, a mall yeah like don't try
0: <laughs> no, let's, let's not <laughs> they head to a barbecue restaurant there are ten of us most of us are most of them are couples we specifically separate the checks and uh fast forward to we're waiting on the checks when the waitress delivers this huge to-go order two pounds of brisket two pounds of ribs two pounds of chicken sausage with sides the chick <laughs> Satan, ch- <laughs> Whoa! It's so wait, is she meat. going
1: to like they're, a different barbecue yeah. after this? Yeah, no, so they're much. taking.
0: They're they're all they they all did an order to go.
1: Oh, okay, okay that's what's okay. going. I thought oh, sorry, okay. one person to go
0: order yeah. ordered
1: all of this stuff. I, I was know. like, that is that feels like meat sweats. Yeah, wow. that's a lot. Yeah.
0: Oh wait. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. It says we are waiting on the checks when the waitress delivers this huge to go order. Yeah. The chick they introduced me to just casually said it was for her four kids, all teenagers making jokes on how much they eat. I'm thinking it's your checkbook. No need to explain. I hand the waitress my ticket and my card. And the girl asks me, Aren't you forgetting something? Oh. Oh, oh no. no. She's trying
2: to get... Oh, no. The, do you know how much something like that costs? So much money. That's like almost $200. That's
0: a lot of fucking in food.
2: In this economy. In this economy. Uh-uh. That to,
0: is so much food.
2: Yeah. No, Wow. That's,
1: and how bold of you to assume like you this bold is, as day came out and said this is for my kids this is a first date yeah. right in quotes yeah blind and, and not date. even
2: a date barely a date right it's yeah. a big group thing yeah, yeah. yeah. But like
1: why would you think that i would pay for even if it was a date why would you think that i would, I would pay, pay for, for your, your kids
0: yeah yeah wow jesus <laughs> she's like she hands the waitress her check and's like, we're together. I'm like, the hell oh, we are. Uh-uh. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> this chick blows a gasket and goes off on how Anne, the person who said their friend, their mutual friend, said I was a gentleman and took care of business. And how much of misogynistic asshole I was. Right? We're not picking up her check. That chat. word doesn't mean that, what you that, think that's, it, that's means. What it means. It. That's not that's what it means. That's not what that not means. It. That's not where it belongs. <laughs> You're using that wrong. Yeah. Stop that. No. <laughs> And how she consented to give me a chance with her. What? I mean, seriously? I mean, this chick went off like an atomic bomb. The waitress even stepped back. Now, I just met this girl and didn't even know that what Anne had told her that this was even a date.
1: Everyone needs to get better friends. I'm going to go on record because this has happened so many
0: times. Yeah. I'm like,
1: what? Do your friends not like you? Like, why are they setting you up with these people? I...
0: When I first read this, I I clearly, because you can tell as I was just now rereading it, that I'm like, I did not read that properly. This is even more audacious than I initially had. Yeah, it's
1: it, because I just, there is no way that somebody who goes off like this, first of all, Bold as Day has those expectations, right. first of all, and then goes off this quickly That's not like something that they hid deep down in their personality. Like, how did your friend, Anne, who was setting you up on this date, not know that the person she was setting you up with was Banana Sandwich Town?
0: Right. Right. How? And why in the world... I just, the audacity is so strong. Truly. So strong. Says, um, also, there's like a little sidebar. It says that, uh, to be clear, I paid my check and gave the waitress an apology at a very large tip and left her ass at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. She contacted me a few days later wanting to give me a, quote, second chance. Who gave you my phone number? Allowing me to take her Uh -uh. to this exclusive restaurant she wanted to try. Oh, my
1: God.
0: (laughs) Needless (laughs) to say, it didn't happen. That energy is
1: Fascinating to
2: me. I have never been able oh. to like pull something like that off. Me like neither. that is uh, the levels. The levels. I would try
1: to go in all confident to do that and then immediately backtrack and be like, actually sorry, no, I'm sorry. Uh, here's my card. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh my goodness. What
2: entitlement, man? Mm. Peak entitlement. Okay. I have a submission from a listener of this story just really warms my heart i'm so excited to share it uh the subject is but is he a bagel boy oh okay
1: i I love a good bagel
2: (laughs) uh okay So my bagel boy boy story, I was home one summer after graduating from college and this cute guy who had graduated a few years ahead of me and was now living near my hometown sent me a DM on Instagram. I had followed him a while back and honestly, I got instant butterflies when he messaged me. I was kind of amazed that someone that cute and a few years older wanted to go on a date with me. After chatting for a bit on Instagram, we made plans to meet up. We hit it off and started going on more dates, meeting his friends, coworkers, etc. He was the charming type. Like so much so that several times we would be out and vendors would just give him free food, drinks, gifts, etc. Okay.
0: Wow. He he
1: was You gotta nail that down immediately. I'm like, free Free food. food." (laughs) I'm in.
2: Yeah. But he's I don't know if I could date that type. No. That type that's just like just everybody loves him. I'm, I'd no, be too I would, insecure, especially at 21. Inferior. Yeah. I'd, I'd oh, at 21 for sure. Yeah. yeah. What about me? He was extroverted, attractive and fun. And 21 year old me was falling hard, too hard, too fast. Oh, oh, bro. oh no. I existed where I typically existed in my early twenties, a space of hopeless romantic bliss, uh-huh. thinking that even though I was going back to grad school, mm. several hours away from him in the fall, he would still want to date me if I just showed him I was worth it oh.
1: that sentence I'm like yep. relatable, I feel, relatable that. I feel that. <laughs> Today,
0: I feel that sentence in my bones yeah
1: I still feel that I get it I'm like we could make it work <laughs> uh, I just did it with Vince Vaughn I'm like we could make it work yeah
2: it's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> during this time i was also living at home with my parents and let me tell you trying to navigate dating was difficult i received many a side eye and frowning emoji from my mom when i would text <laughs> and emoji. Say
1: i was spending the night at his place <laughs> your mom responding with a frowning emoji, emoji. <laughs> is so fucking funny oh just oh. no no comment just brown emoji. Just, mm, <laughs> I don't like this. That's a bad idea. <laughs> what if they thumbs down it?
0: <laughs>
2: they might as well. I chat. My dad was traditional too <sighs> and kept getting on me about how he never came to pick me up and I was always driving to see him downtown. Oh, I I mean, dad's making a point. Yeah. yeah.
0: Trying to Stop make- being rational, Dad. <laughs> it's love. love. It's love. Everyone love loves him.
2: him trying to make everyone happy i messaged him now for a few weeks and suggested that maybe he could stop by and meet my parents sometime talk about cringe city population me <laughs> that was
1: way too soon to suggest he meet my parents but he uh, did look we've had people meet parents on first dates i, know. I feel like you showed incredible <laughs> restraint yep. three weeks in <laughs> but
2: he did respond and say he would be down anyways dating with religious traditional parents can be a journey over what was only like a month and a half of seeing each other, there were several ups and downs. His interest in developing our relationship fluctuated constantly. Some days I felt on top of the world with him, and other days I was completely unsure where mm. his feelings if were at. If you're
1: feeling that much up and down in the first month, that ain't it. Like, that ain't it. The first month should be all just like rainbows On, and on, sunshine. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. This included seemingly meaningful late night chats about life. Mm-hmm. You know the type. Yep, I sure do. Followed by me leaving his place downtown at 2 a.m. when he realized maybe he wasn't ready to be dating Ugh. anyone and that I should go home. Gag. To then be hit up a few days later to go on more dates, feeling like maybe things could work out. Oh, honey. I was still crushing hard and didn't let these red flags stop me from still wanting my hopeless romance. During this time, I explained to him I wasn't interested in casual sex and sleeping with someone who didn't want to pursue a more committed relationship would be really tough for me. I respect and support that casual sex works for some people, but for me, I knew I would emotionally struggle. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be respectful of that and said he understood. So we held off and I asked him to just be honest along the way. That brings us to the end of our situationship. One night he was entertaining work clients downtown and he invited me to sub in for his sand volleyball league that night with the plan of eventually meeting up with each other. After the game, his friends took me downtown with them. I ended up at a birthday party for someone I'd never met before, and then eventually down in the bars in my sandy, sweaty shorts, Oh no! meeting up with him and the clients he was entertaining. Oh. At the bar, he kept chatting with me and making me feel like he was really interested in me. He even offered to travel nine hours to see my race that weekend, meet my mom, and said he wanted to take me out on a fancy date that Friday. By the end of the night, he was too tipsy to drive, and his friends drove us to his place. I decided I would stay the night. Feeling like he was really into me now with the big game he was talking that night, I told him I thought I felt ready to sleep together. He said he felt comfortable with that too. Of Of course, course he uh did. (laughs) Fast forward to the next morning and his alarm goes off at 7 a.m. He jumps out of bed, asks if I can drive him to work since he doesn't have his car and if I could be ready in five minutes. (laughs) I agree. And on the way, he asks if I can stop by the bagel shop so he can pick up bagels for work. He keeps going on about how great these bagels are. I'm thinking to myself, wow, we slept together last night. I'm driving him to work. He's getting me breakfast. Surely this man will consider grabbing me one of these amazing bagels when he goes in. No, he ain't. (laughs) Wrong. He hops back into the car with a giant bag of bagels and begins directing me to his work. Yeah. I drop him off at his work and we kiss goodbye. I don't know if it was how hungry I was or how much I fucking love bagels. Yep. This
1: sounds like me for real. Like I'm oh. like, this would be the final straw. I'd be like, you know, so funny. you know what? You know what? did not currently
2: have one in hand or how clear it became to me in that moment. He really didn't care about me but I immediately burst into tears as I drove away. Aww. Trying to be a strong, independent woman who doesn't need a man for bagels.
0: <laughs> yes, I kept repeating that to myself as I drove. Amazing. I went She's to my, like, no, no. I am a strong, independent, I get my, my own, own bagels. bagels. <laughs> I went to my favorite bagel shop
2: and bo- to buy myself a bagel, extra cream cheese and a tea. Two days later, we went on another date. and During <sighs> dinner, he pulled up his calendar on his phone and kept talking about how busy, how crazy his schedule was with lots of fun trips, etc. I was heading back to grad school in August, and I kept thinking, wow, he's making it very clear he's very busy until I leave. We made out in the parking lot, and then I got in my car. Confused by kissing in contrast to the schedule review, I called him on my drive home to e- express my confusion, to which he responded, Yeah, I think before things go too far with us, we should stop seeing each other. (laughs) My heart hurt so bad, I felt like a total idiot, embarrassed, and naive. Now, here's my favorite conclusion to this story. That night, I immediately drove to my brother's house and cried on his couch, to which he comforted me and shared his now signature line dating can suck, but just remember, every cock is a new lesson. <laughs> <laughs> when I told my other brother the story, he responded and said, you know, some men are all talking no bagel, but oh. you, you deserve a bagel boy. Oh. This started my what family's running joke yeah. about whether the new guy I'm seeing is a bagel or an anti-bagel boy. And finally, my best friend knew I was hurting and planned an entire date for the two of us where she set up a whole picnic in my favorite park. Aww. During our picnic date, she got down on one knee to propose to me with an with everything bagel Aww. with a full out friend speech chalked full of bagel puns and asked me to be her best. Best bagel friend forever. That, oh my God.
0: She has the now best those people. are the friends you want. She has
1: the best not, people. Not, you don't want an Anne.
0: You want a bagel girl. Yeah. I know. Yeah, she's
1: got the best people in her life because her brothers are yeah. awesome too. Yeah.
2: And I think that's, I, I felt like some of the stuff that she communicated through the story too was just really, really mature. Yeah. Even though we've all been in that place, yeah. she communicated, she asked questions Yeah, and for her to realize, Hey, this person is not thinking of me at all. This person is using me. I think is really yeah. aware yeah. for yeah. that age. Oh yeah. my and god, way more you, aware than I was at
0: that age. Totally.
1: And even if you you can, I love that you see how it can coexist. That like you can have those thoughts and you can know that and you can still make out with them in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've all been there too, where we're like, I feel like. Oh, my gosh. There's a picture. Oh, my gosh. How
2: adorable is that? That is the best.
1: I am going to cry. guys. That's so cute. Friendship.
2: Yes. And, like, I will always get you guys bagels. If I stop somewhere and,
1: like, I'm on
2: my way for you
0: guys. For sure. You always. And you always do. You always ask. We
1: always ask. Like, if we're stopping somewhere, if we're going to McDonald's breakfast before we record, we always ask. Yeah. We're very considerate like that. Yeah. Yeah. I That's feel like that would have broken me too. Up. I would have been like, that That would have been the thing like, for me too. I'm like, we finally
2: slept together for the first time and I'm driving you to work and you yeah. couldn't even I'm, pick up a, a fucking bagel and for
1: And you're me. talking this bagel
0: up. Yeah. I have like, a really strong awareness right now of how much i didn't love myself back then this is really awakening something in myself where i'm like i didn't even expect him to get a bagel i knew he was there to buy bagels for his work and i did not in my mind i was like oh that's so weird that she expected somebody to get him i like and i'm like no she should have expected that he was the one who was talking him up and i'm literally like thinking i deserved a bagel yeah we all deserve bagels why wouldn't you
1: because i understand it coming from like yeah he was getting them for work or whatever but I'm like you're talking these bagels up to me if we were in a car together I'd be like I'm gonna get you one you have to have one right like so I'm like she should be expecting that and he should be thinking about her enough like if you're sitting (laughs) in the car and you're telling me how good these fucking bagels are and you don't think to give me one yeah
2: that means yeah that, furious. <laughs> th- that means that person like doesn't have you as like even a priority at all
1: yeah and
0: it
2: just like shows true colors yeah i think it's so funny it's depressing the things to,
1: that can do that to you
0: like, yeah it's depressing to think like that's how little i thought of myself at that point too yeah. like at 21 i would have been like oh it's okay and i would have just let it keep happening
2: yeah so oh. good good on her for, for you. just being like Seeing the writing on the wall—that shows his true character. But I I love that story. I love the pictures. Yes. God, thank you so much for writing in. And please, listeners, keep writing in those stories. We love sharing them. Love it. Love it. Yes. You guys want to take five, and we'll come back with
1: the tainted love. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have the tainted love this week. Listen. This one is a bit of a bummer. I was like halfway through writing my notes and I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I should tell this one because it's a bummer. But I was halfway through writing my notes and I was like, do I (laughs) want to abandon this and um, start something new this late in the game? And the answer was no. So (laughs) this is one that I am very surprised that I had never heard of before. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. So I... I watched it or I I first heard of it um, from Daniel Christie's YouTube channel. I've referenced her before. Um, I'll put her video on the website in our sources if anybody wants to go watch her video. Um, But then also Ghost City Tours, Ranker.com and a Medium.com article. So Hmm. I'm going to tell the case of Zach Bowen and Addie Hall. Hmm. So this case is apparently fairly well known in New Orleans. um, But... I guess not anywhere else because I've I'd never heard of it. Okay. I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory for um, Zach just because I feel like it's somewhat relevant in the story. So Zach Bowen was born on May 15th, which is the same day as our, our little baby MJ. Oh. So he's a Taurus in 1978 in Bakersfield, California. Hmm. Zach had a bit of an unusual childhood. So not long after his after he was born, his parents decided to fulfill their lifelong dream of traveling across the United States. So they got a VW van, packed up Zach and his brother, who was three years older than him at the time, and they hashtag spent van life. Van life, Dude. van life before van life, right? Van life is going to
2: be like annoying enough for me, but doing it with two small children uh-huh. in a oh,
1: backseat, it's are a you no. It's a hard 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 Absolutely pass not. From Absolutely me dog.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Long never-ending car rides with my toddlers. Oh god. Oh, and we're talking you. in the in the seven or like late 70s early 80s. So we're talking like not great AC, I'm sure, oh, you know. Oh my god. Like, mm. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> But Ugh. they seem to thrive in this environment. They traveled like all throughout the Western United States. They spent some time in Washington, where they had family. Uh, they spent some time in Idaho. So they did this for like a couple of years um, before deciding to go back to Bakersfield, where Zach's father could seek steady employment. So, Does Eric know him? <laughs> yeah, I actually was like, you know, I <laughs> mean, maybe because the they're should... only a
0: couple of years apart. Yeah really. Really. yeah, really.
1: Yeah. So Zach's dad, Jack soon found work at an oil company Sorry. <laughs> at an oil company and while things were financially more stable for the family jack hated his job. He seems like very much this like free spirit kind of guy was much happier on the road kind of living that bohemian lifestyle. He hated having this like nine to five job at an mm. oil company. Yeah. Um, so his mental health began to deteriorate. He started drinking excessively and spending evenings out with friends instead of at home. Zach's mother, Lori, was left alone with two young children and was handling all of the household responsibilities on her own. Oh. She's like, I did not No, I
0: was going to be a single mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't sign up
1: for this. Jack eventually quit his job, which is fine. Like if you hate your job to that degree to where it's affecting your mental health, like yeah, that's fine. However, he did this without telling Lori and instead of finding, Should should not do that. And instead of finding another job, he decided that, you know what? Working isn't for me. Uh it's not, not I, my I, vibe. I get the sentiment, but yeah. <laughs> is it for any of us? Like I I know. I do not dream of labor. Okay. <laughs> um but so he instead decided to spend all of his time out with his friends and his Family began to really struggle financially, and things got so bad that days would go by with no food in the house. That's how
0: Oof. you know
1: it—it it was getting bad. That ain't great. So Jack did finally get a job at a bar slash strip club, which no shame in that game. However, I just feel like <laughs> if you have a problem, with you got a problem. Alcohol and partying—it's probably not the spot. It's not yeah. the enviro for you, right? So he began to
0: and drink. O- Sorry, no, go ahead just like i you know like if working's not for you that that's not the con, you know what i mean like that's not the that's not it <laughs> i have a lot
1: of thoughts well i mean he used it as an excuse to drink even more excessively yeah. on the job and stay out late and Lori pled with her husband to find another job because she's like, I'm glad we're making money, but you're still never here. You're drinking a lot still. You know, it's not it's just not working. Um. So he did find another job. But this other job was in Seattle. So the whole family was like, OK, we're going to relocate to Seattle. So at this point, Zach is seven, and things get better for a little while. But soon, Zach's father is back to his old ways. He's drinking excessively. He's never coming home. And Lori had had enough, and so she files for divorce in 1990. So Lori takes the kids, and she moves back to Santa Maria, California, as Zach is entering his teen years. And he started a new school, and he really struggled to fit in. Classmates described him as shy and goofy, he was very insecure, particularly about his height. So he was always a tall kid, but he would eventually grow to 6'10". Mm. Very tall. Hey, it, 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 hang in there. <laughs> hey, you'll be beating, <laughs> beat him up with a <laughs> stick. <laughs> yeah, um, but, And yeah, he I, was a good looking kid. You know, he was a good looking kid. He wore a size 17 shoe. Holy cannoli. Oh
0: my goodness. Huge. And everybody asked him. You play basketball? You play basketball? I play basketball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he really did, you know, stand out and he was uncomfortable by that. But despite his insecurities, he was popular. He liked to make people laugh and he was voted class clown and even nominated for Homecoming King. Oh. So when Zach was nominated, it said that he became obsessed with winning the title. Oh, Jesus. So still feeling like he didn't quite fit in. I think he felt sure. that if he was crowned homecoming king that would be the thing that would like I I fit in, fit in I was now.
2: homecoming king of my high
0: school. Yeah, but I'm like you mm.
1: you, you were nominated which I'm like you or you're already leaps and yeah. bounds above me. <laughs> exactly his <Yeah. Yeah>. name. <laughs> yeah. Um but he felt like this would validate him somehow. So he launched this massive campaign for homecoming king, but he didn't end up winning. And I feel like this is I bring this stuff up because I feel like it gives you a good idea of his mental state and like the way he makes decisions because. And what's important to him. And what's important because he was so devastated by the loss that right after homecoming, he dropped out of high school altogether. Okay. Wow. Disproportionate reaction to not winning (laughs) homecoming. Could
0: you imagine? Well, Well, none of
1: this is worth it.
0: You know, his dad's like, you know what? working ain't for me yeah he's like
1: bye learn that
0: quitting real
1: yeah yeah yes yeah
0: solid you yeah.
1: so zach's dropping out of school came as a big shock to Lori, his mom because <laughs> yeah. her son had always been a good student and he'd never really caused any trouble he wasn't a troublemaker at home so dropping out halfway through his senior year just oh, so felt stupid. like what a fucking yeah, dumb just, move that's uh,
2: we i mean we all make impulsive decisions when we're younger but this one feels feels
0: extra 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 extra. it's not like he got pregnant and was like i just can't make it no because i also am gonna need to take a job like no this motherfucker's like i didn't get homecoming king i'm like you're on the court what What? i (laughs) I didn't win so
1: i'm out of here obviously people like you relax you know what i mean so uh, she felt like this was really unlike him and it wasn't acceptable so the two of them fought they butt heads over this obviously not long after this, Zach told his mom that he intended to go live with his dad in Seattle, Ugh. which was also a huge blow to Lori because Zach's dad hadn't really been in the picture since the couple divorced years earlier. Still, there wasn't much she could do to stop him, so she just let him go. I mean, that's his dad. She's like, okay, you can go live up there. When Zach arrives in Seattle, his father does not try and encourage his son to go back to school. He doesn't even encourage him to get a job. On the contrary, he tells his son that the two of them should embark on a road trip across the United States. Just father Listen, and son. Listen, Jack
0: Kerouac.
2: Okay, I... oh, what? but. He's like fucking easy Rider or something. <laughs> not
1: even, that. like they're just going on a road trip. Like oh, they're no. going on a road trip, hitting up all the craziest party spots in oh, the U.S. Oh, my. It's he's, like, he's like
2: Matthew McConaughey and fucking gross. dazed and confused. No. So
1: gross. <laughs> no, it's worse. He's older. Yeah, he's not just a regular dad. He's a cool dad. Cool oh, dad. Cool I mean. dad. Hey. Yeah, so he's like, we're going to hit up all the party spots across the U.S. We're going to drink and have a good time. So Jesus. that. That's what they do.
2: How do you do that without a job? (laughs) How do people do shit like this without a job? I don't know. Asking for a friend (laughs)
0: because
2: yeah, (laughs) I'm like. Can you just not work and you
1: travel ladies, around the country? You ladies want to go on a road hey, trip? where there's a
0: will, there's a way. Hit okay? up all the <laughs> party spots? <laughs> Quitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so they traveled to party hotspots all across the states, eventually making it to the south where they hit up Fort Lauderdale and then finally end up in New Orleans.
0: Time out real quick. Yes. You asked, do we want to do this? Yeah. The answer is yes.
1: Yeah, immediately.
0: And also... Is this our new tour? We just get like... Yeah. A real... We just road trip Get a trip VW. It. V-dubs. <laughs> Hashtag van life. Van life. <laughs> I need T- Tents good. and nice tents. Find some well, good camping spots. Well, we have a 12 <laughs> tent available. No, like I, went, I went an individual tent. I would like to not... Not every night. I love you guys, but I don't every night <laughs> yeah. want to sleep in the same tent with you. Sometimes I fart. I don't know. I'm thinking oh, I, I do. Swear. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. Oh, Lord. yeah So the answer is yes.
1: <laughs> so at this point... Although, you know, we're talking about doing this, I think it would be very fun, but we are setting boundaries, individual tents, right? Because yes. tensions can get high on road trips. Yeah. That yeah. can happen. Absolutely. Traveling in general, road trips especially. Yeah. Because you are in a very small, confined space.
0: You need to take Xanax with you. You need to take anti nausea medication yeah. with yeah. you. There, we have to, you have to plan. You gotta get you gotta playlists. Ahead. Ready to yes. go. Yeah. Yeah. Um vibe check.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> At this point in their trip, tensions were starting to arise between father and son. They've been on the road for a long time, and by then, the novelty of partying every night had started to wear on Zach. Oh, you don't say! Yeah, not Dad though. Dad's like, "Let's go, right? (laughs) Live and life." (laughs) He told his father that he was ready to quit the party lifestyle and go back to school. Upon hearing this news, this family, this family. I mean, upon hearing this news, Jack decided that his son must not want to spend time with him anymore, and so he leaves him in New Orleans
0: Wow! and returns to Seattle
1: by himself. Zach is
0: 17. This sounds exactly like what he just did in high school
1: yeah but he didn't leave school. his
0: kid no but he <laughs> left because yes. people didn't like him
1: yes but exactly exactly this is where he learned wow. it from right this it's is just like
0: a real taught behavior and this is
1: why i wanted to give background yeah because i'm like i think it get all makes sense right um, so now
0: we have a 17 year old uh-huh. kid living alone basically alone in in new orleans new orleans doesn't know anybody great right
1: great so Zach got himself enrolled in high school in New Orleans. good on him. But he soon had to drop out because he had to get a job to support himself because he's got no support
0: in New Orleans. Does he not know his mother's phone number? I don't know. I
1: don't know why he didn't
0: call his mom. He Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because this is like, he was born in 97. That means he's my age.
1: Yeah. 78.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. so i mean it's not like we're talking about this happened in 1978 this is no yeah yeah Yeah.
1: he's 17 at this point i i don't know if it was pride or maybe it was just like he's like i can make it on my own just stubbornness he has a Taurus, you know oh there it is (laughs) um so at this point when he drops out of high school he's about 18 years old and i don't know if the laws are different in new orleans or if zach lied about his age because he was 6'10", but he was able to get a job as a bartender serving go-cups out of a window on Bourbon Street. So, while serving drinks one night, he meets a woman named Lana Shupak. Lana lived in Dallas, but was visiting New Orleans with her friends. She and Zach hit it off immediately, despite the fact that he was 18 and Lana was 28. (sighs) Oof. So, I mean, z-
0: he's obviously lying about his age at this point. Well, because well, he's able to sell drinks. I would you have to be 21.
1: I would assume that. Y- y- OK, yes. Hold on. OK, so Zach <laughs> begged Lana not to return to Dallas and to stay in New Orleans with him. She's oh. like, don't go back. Don't go back to Dallas. Just stay in New Orleans with me. And she did. She left her whole life wow. in, in Dallas and relocated to New Orleans to... To be with Zach, who she just met on vacation. These people are making some decisions that are impulsive. Like the Capricorn in me, I'm like, I can't. It's giving me anxiety. I'm sweating right now. I just (laughs) want you to know that I'm sweating. A hundred. So Lana says that she didn't find out about Zach's age until a couple of months into the relationship. Okay. So I don't know if he was lying. He just never told her. She just assumed because he was working at a bar, you know, know, that he had to be over 21 at least. So maybe she knew he was younger, but didn't know that there was a 10-year age gap. Right. And not only
0: 10 years, but but an 18-year-old, right? But bitch, you made all these decisions without knowing that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And And by the time she
0: did know, even though it gave her pause,
1: she was pregnant. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Lana told Zach, you know, hey, you're 18. We've only been together for a couple of months. If you don't want to be involved, like I'm going to have this baby. But like if you don't want to be involved, it's fine. Like, don't worry. You're a kid, basically. Wow. Yeah. Um, Uh, but zach was like no like i'm eager to he was eager to be a father he stepped up he started taking on extra shifts to bring in more money and when their child jackson was born he said that he was a really it was said that he was like a really attentive and loving father so he stepped up to the challenge and because he's still a child yeah i mean he's 18 yeah Yeah, i'm probably 19 by the time his kid is born it me (laughs) zach and lana got married by the time zach was 20 he was the father of two kids. So Ooh. by the time he was 20, he was married with two children. He had a daughter named Lily and then their son, Jackson, and was working.
0: They, they named their children after themselves? Both of them? Is it her name? Her name's Lana. 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 Sorry. sorry. And then
1: Jack. Jackson, I'm guessing, is named after his shitty dad. Wow. Because his dad's name is Jack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Zach Jack. Mm-hmm, it's confusing. Um, Patty but whack. He, so he's a 20-year-old father of two Married, working full time as a bartender. Oof. So he realized that he needed more steady income, a more steady career, and so he joined the army. And Lana and Zach were like, "I think this is a good time for you to join the army." There was nothing really going on. We're but getting real close to two thousand one. It was the year two thousand. Oh. So at the time, yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't a lot of conflicts that you know going oh. on at the time. But we all know what happened. After 9-11, Zach was deployed to serve in Iraq. When Zach returned, it was like he was a completely different person. He had severe PTSD due to his time in combat. When he came back, he Mm -hmm. told Lana of a traumatic experience in which he had befriended a little boy whom he was teaching English and that boy would come around like every day. um, And he felt very protective over this child. And he was devastated when the boy was killed for befriending American soldiers. Oh my God. So he felt personally responsible, you know, because like this is his friend and, you know, he was killed for befriending Americans. So horrible. I mean, this would be traumatic for any, anybody. And he had a lot of things happen to him over there that he brought back with him. He was just discharged from the army in 2004 at the age of 26. And though he returned home to his wife and children, he was never the same. He took another job bartending, but his mental health was just not doing well. And he and Lana were fighting every single day until they eventually separated. So Zach moves out of the family home, and while he's bartending one night, he meets another woman named Addie Hall. So Addie began working at the same bar as Zach, and he was immediately enamored with her. It seems to be a theme with him. He falls pretty fast, hard and fast. And she wasn't really interested in him at the time, but she worked the shift directly after his. So every day after he got done with his shift, Mm -hmm. he would just stay, like stick around and like hang out at the bar and talk to her during her shift, which could be endearing or terrifying depending on (laughs) who the person is. Yeah. (laughs) Right. In this case, it seems that Addie warmed to Zach and the two soon began dating Addie was described as creative, fun-loving, and free-spirited. She grew up in North Carolina before relocating to New Orleans as a young adult. Now, Addie's childhood was deeply troubled. She experienced sexual assault as a child, and her teens and early 20s were riddled with a string of abusive relationships that left her mentally fragile. And this is part of why she wanted to start fresh in New Orleans. She's like, we're just going to wipe the slate clean and start over. Yeah. Addie herself, as well as close friends and family, believed that she had bipolar disorder, but it was undiagnosed or something similar. And though she could be a lot of fun to be around, she was also extremely volatile, especially when she was drinking. Mm. So Zach and Addie got very serious very quickly, and their relationship was basically defined by their partying lifestyle. The two would go out every single night, do drugs, drink to excess, And it probably didn't help, you know, that they worked in a bar. Yeah. So I mean, and this kid
0: is still a kid. I mean, he's still like what? Early 20s. He's he's
1: 26 at this point. I mean, I mean, I don't consider 26 a kid, (laughs) but um, he is. Yeah, he's 26 at this point. They are going out all the time, drinking, doing drugs and partying. Um, still they seemed happy enough in the beginning of their relationship. They had that new relationship glow. So any tensions that they had, because Addie would start fights often when she was drinking, um, they'd be quickly forgotten, right? Cause it's just like early, early relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. A few months after they started dating, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. Yeah.
2: Oh my goodness. And I think
1: we all remember how terrifying <sighs> Katrina was. It was Devastating. When the storm first hit, Lana, Zach's ex-wife, pleaded with him to evacuate with her and the kids. She wanted to make sure that the father of her children were yeah. with her, you know, because we all saw like, if, if you were there at that time, if you remember seeing the news footage of Hurricane yeah. Katrina, it was apocalyptic. It was yeah. so scary. And so she wanted to make sure they were all together and she told Zach, like, You can bring Addie with with us. We can yeah. all go together. Just Get the come. the fuck Just out. Come. Yeah. Right. But Zach and Addie didn't want to leave New Orleans, and they decided to stay behind and stick out the storm. (sighs) Luckily, both Zach and Addie survived the worst of the storm, and they banded together with other locals who had chosen not to leave the city. They formed a little community, taking residence on one of the city's now abandoned streets. So the community didn't have any electricity, running water, or cooling in fucking mm. New Orleans. The you yeah. see is like, ugh. Yeah. Um, the community would cook together, gathered around the fire, singing songs and dancing and drinking, and Zach and Addie absolutely thrived in this environment. Like, it's like a Walking Dead situation, <laughs> but without the zombies.
2: Sometimes uh, there there seems to be people that just exist better off the grid. out
1: Outside of society. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. like, for a little while, this would be... I think this could be very freeing for a little while. Yeah, for like a couple days. You yeah,
2: because we've got a lot in <laughs> California, like out in the desert, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a lot of communities that exist just off the grid. Yeah, yeah.
1: and some people really That's thrive good for them. in that environment. I, I actually think that it would be good for me for a little while. I think that to be unburdened by like all of the day-to-day things that you have to do in society and just be in communion with other people for a little while, I think would be, Sure, great. I think it could be great, but they absolutely thrived in this. They were living their best lives. As weird as that sounds, given the devastation yeah, of around Katrina, them, yeah, you know, right. but they weren't exposed to a lot of what was going on because they didn't have no access TV. to TV or you know <laughs> yeah. anything. So they're they just were, like bad storm, huh? Yeah, they were pretty cut off. Um, and so Zach and Addy kind of became the leaders of this little commune, and they would go out during the day, breaking into local restaurants and bars to get food and alcohol to bring back to the group. Now, during this whole time, Zach has not tried to find a way to reach out to Lana or his kids. So Lana thinks that Zach is dead and she's seeing the news, you know, as we all did and thinking there's no way that he survived, especially since she hasn't heard from him. So she's grappling with how to break this news to their children when she sees Zach's face in the media, because this community of survivors um, that he and Addy had formed had gained attention and Zach and Addy were labeled the king and queen of the Katrina survivors. <laughs> imagine that's how you find out that your ex-husband's And so he's alive. like, I
0: finally got, I made it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I, I'm the oh king. I'm the king. Oh man. Oh right? man. They like me. They really like right. me.
1: Right, exactly. So you can imagine that when the cleanup happened and things started going back to normal and they had to go back to their lives, Zach and Addie actually didn't, not happy about this. Yeah, like they yeah. did not cope well with you know the yeah. r- things. The going rules back. coming back. Uh huh. Back to reality, right? So uh, not only did they resent having to return to life, they also resented everyone who was coming back to New Orleans. Wow. They judged them for having left. They were like, exactly, Cassie. Wow.
0: Like, okay.
1: Have you seen New Orleans? Wow. <laughs> they Had to leave. I had family. Uh, my family's from that area, so I had family in Franklin when when katrina hit and i remember having we were all trying to like reach out to everybody and be like is everyone okay is yeah. everyone alive you know yeah during the cleanup effort also there was a lot of national guard and other military members deployed to help and this really triggered Zach's yeah. oh, yeah. ptsd yeah um so his drug and alcohol use skyrocketed as did Addie's. Mm. Zach did eventually reconnect with Lana, who very hesitantly allowed Zach to have the children every other weekend. And Addie resented Lana and grew to resent the children as well, eventually just staying away from them during their visits. So the return to life, Zach's PTSD, the drug and alcohol use, and the arguments over the children and Lana put tons of strain on their relationship between Zach and Addy and it began to deteriorate. So the couple fought constantly and those fights would get physical with Addy beating Zach up on more than one occasion. He would appear at work completely covered in bruises because he's not fighting back. I mean, he's huge, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And she's just wailing on him like physically. Uh. Zach was bisexual and one night he met a man at the bar where he worked and began to have an affair with him. When Addie found out, she went ballistic, Mm -hmm. which... I understand being angry, right? Like someone cheated on partners having an affair with someone else. So not even just like a one time thing. Like it's a a thing that's been going on, but she was more angry that Zach was having an affair with a man than that. He was just cheating on her. So she blew up at him in public calling him every homophobic slur in the book and then got Zach's phone called all of his contacts (gasps) and told them all that Zach had AIDS oh my wow what a God. fucking piece of shit horrible that's
2: awful right i wow. do feel bad i do think that that men who are bisexual i think get a uh-huh. lot a more lot more much more difficult yeah, yeah it's much more difficult that's so oh uh, yeah
1: yeah so this was the last straw for zach he ended the relationship But a little bit of time goes by and Zach's relationship with the man that he'd been seeing had ended. So he got a call from Addie wanting to get back together. No, And he was like, you know what? Yeah, I actually miss you too. And I would like to get back together as well. No, we just talked
0: about rebounds. It's not good. Yeah, this isn't it. This isn't enough time.
1: No, oh no. Not enough time for months For a relationship like this? No. No, no, no. So Addie suggests that they get a new apartment together, fresh start and all that. And Zach agrees. And they find a place on Rampart Street directly above the iconic Priestess Miriam's Voodoo Spiritual Temple. Amazing. mm -hmm, Yeah, they found like a little apartment just like right above. They put like a for rent sign in the window and they saw it and they were like, "Okay, we're going to move into this apartment. As per the agreement with the landlord, Zach paid two months rent up front. After he pays, Addy goes to the landlord. I don't know how this worked. I really don't. I've, been, I've lived in a lot of apartments. I don't know how this worked. But Addie goes to the landlord and tells him, actually, Zach doesn't need to be on the lease. He's not moving in after all. So it's just going to be me. You can take him off the lease. Thanks. Wow. And-
2: That's got to be some, some confidence. Because I'm like, they don't, they don't mess around like that. Like,
1: yeah no like stuff. how did she convince him of that i feel like you would need to talk to someone you know like yeah you can't just be like oh yeah zach doesn't live here anymore
0: i feel like the way that you described them just having a window sign out front maybe this is kind of just like all they don't the, the, maybe the owners aren't people who rent a lot to a oh, lot of right difference. you know what i'm right. saying like yeah. it's like a, yeah. a mom and pop type situation Quite like possible. oh we just have this place upstairs yeah Great. yeah who maybe that you can pull it over on that maybe yeah. not on a company yeah, you know? exactly
1: yeah so the landlord buys this and takes zach off the lease so when zach comes home that night on october 4th addie shows him the lease and attempts to kick him out of the apartment that he paid for what she's like you need to leave like clearly like she needed a place and couldn't afford it and, and was then just, just like used him mm-hmm, to yeah, get the for two deposit months. yeah wow. yeah So um, she's like, you need to get out. You're not on the lease anymore. So she tries to kick him out of the apartment. So obviously, the two begin to argue and the argument continues for hours into the early hours of the morning. Okay, so that's on October 4th. Let's fast forward. On October 17th, 2006, the New Orleans Police Department gets a call from the Omni Royal Orleans Hotel at around 830 p.m. The hotel was reporting a guest they saw who jumped off the rooftop bar, fell seven stories and died on impact from landing on top of a parking garage. Oh, when authorities arrive, they find the body of 28 year old Zach Bowen in his pocket. They find a plastic bag inside the plastic bag was a short note to the police, his army dog tags and a key to his apartment in the French Quarter. The note contained Zach's address along with the name of his landlord to grant permission to a search warrant. The message read, this is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one I took. If you send a patrol car to 826 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse (gasps) of my girlfriend, Addie, (gasps) in the oven, on the stove, and in the fridge, and a full signed confession from myself.
0: Uh Oh, no, i yes. did not anticipate this
1: i know how do we not know this fucking story i don't know <laughs> that's terrifying it's, it, it's terrifying oh. so when police arrived to the apartment they first noticed that it was freezing he had turned the temperature way down they also immediately noticed the statements spray painted on the walls i love her i'm a total failure look in the oven Oh, no. Oh, God. Chilling.
2: Oh, that's so oh, scary. Ooh. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, also, that was
0: the day I quit the police force.
1: Yeah. He also had written um, Lana's contact information. He's like, call her, <laughs> his his ex-wife. Um, and then, even though he'd said to look in the oven, on the oven, he had spray
0: painted, don't look. I, okay. I don't want to look.
1: They also found Zach's written confession detailing what happened to Addie. So... I feel like that's enough to tell you that what's coming is pretty bad, but I'm going to go ahead and give a trigger warning right now that if, like, we we had that one person write in, if you're eating a pepperoni stick, maybe put it down. Um, This is, it's not pretty. What happens next? So after their argument, this is all according to his confession. After their argument about the apartment, Zach says that he, quote, very calmly strangled her around 1 a.m. on the morning of October 5th. It was very quick. He then admitted to committing trigger warning. Uh, he then admitted to committing necrophilia and sleeping next to Addie's body before getting up the next day and going to work as normal. Upon arriving home to Addie's body, he decided that he needed to dispose of it, so he dismembered her and then put the parts in pots and pans mm. in an attempt to break them down. So when the police found all of this, they assumed cannibalism, but. It
2: was really just he was was trying to break it down. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: and they did an (sighs) autopsy and everything, and it wasn't that. Um, In his letter, he says that he stopped halfway through the process, horrified not only by what he was doing, but also that he was so calm and remorseless about it. So he just left them where they were, which is why they found them, the way that they found them. Zach continued to go on about his life, but the guilt did begin to weigh on him and friends noticed that something wasn't right with him. When they asked him where Addie was, he told them that she had gone back to North Carolina and no one questioned it because Addie was so unpredictable. They were like, well, Mm. she's so unpredictable, that's possible that she just like got up and left. We know that you guys were having problems. She was having trouble reacclimating. That's probably what happened. Days before he committed suicide, he quit his job and spent all the money that he had left in his account partying until the money ran out. Like he was just like, he made the decision. He's like, I'm going to kill myself. So I'm going to use all of the money I have just going out, doing drugs, eating the best food. Wow. And he wrote that in his confession. When it did, he drank to the point of blackout and jumped off the roof at a local hotel when police found his body, they found it was covered in bruises, inconsistent with a fall. In his note, they learned that the bruises were self inflicted. There were 28 for every year he was a failure.
2: Oh my God. That's what he wrote in
1: his note. Because the murder took place above a voodoo spiritual temple, and because of Zach's self professed cold, calm demeanor during and after the murder, some people have speculated that the murders have a supernatural oh. element. So much so that the apartment has now been opened to the public. What? And New Orleans tourists can visit it as part of a ghost tour where visitors claim to hear and see strange things.
0: Oh, my God. The
1: original oven no. is still in the apartment. No, not the don't look. And visitors often leave money on it as like a...
2: Offering? Offering. I don't... Oh. Don't follow me home. Like Yeah, I don't know about oh you, no. but it feels
1: massively disrespectful to me, not wow. only towards... The victims of this situation and their families, but also attributing this heinous murder to its proximity to
0: voodoo, yeah, really yeah.
1: insinuates that that religion is dark and dangerous no, and something to be afraid of. And that's it's instead that's, of
2: like really looking at it as like a rough childhood, yeah, like what it really is—a terrible stint uh, overseas in the army, yeah. like affecting someone's mental yeah. health. and
1: two people who who have uh, yeah major you know mental health issues right volatile bad for each other you know like it's that's really what mm. what that was and i get really frustrated with the voodoo thing because it feels so steeped in racism
0: yes no um, it definitely is you're to, absolutely right
1: to say that like oh he did it because he was above a voodoo temple is like that's no. oversimplifying and that's why i wanted to give a lot of background yeah on him because that's not what this is and it feels very icky to me this happened in like two thousand six. This didn't happen like two hundred yeah. years ago, right? <laughs> right. Like, so touring an apartment where somebody was like brutally murdered in that way is like, eh, yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, yeah. Tacky. Especially
2: with like the yeah, like kind of trying to attribute a yeah. voodoo element to it does that to me is yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I mean, and Zach's kids, he's got kids, you know, that yeah. are not that old either, and it's like, um, yeah. my heart really Jesus. goes out to. Lana and his children. Yeah. Well, wow. I could not believe I'd never heard that story before.
0: Yeah, me either. I mean, his kids are my age, or my son's age, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Age. I
1: mean, they were in God. the, like they, like, they were in the paper. Like, Zach and Addie were, like, kind of, like, media darlings for a minute, because... Of everything that happened with Katrina, and I had no idea. You'd think that only, however many months later, this happening would have been big, big news. But. Yeah. Right.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Thank Ooh. you so much for sharing that yeah. one. Hard I was very nervous. I know it's a it's a dark one. Sometimes it's hard to yeah. do. You know. No, but it's
2: it's good. Like uh, so, weirdly enough, really interesting. Some somehow our episodes do come together with some sort of theme. like yeah. The it's whole so like rebound, rebound thing. Don't um, go back.
1: That early, don't go. Yeah, <laughs> <back. laughs>
2: yeah. Wait, wait. Twenty years, and there you maybe go. Then reconsider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Also, maybe don't go back to somebody who um, called all the contacts in your phone and told them <gasps> that, that is.
2: I can't. And,
1: <sighs> Unforgivable and
2: is physically abusive towards yes. you. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So hard. Thanks. Well,
1: what are you guys um, watching this week? So I am watching Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> I had watched the first season and then like started the second season and then just fell off and never got back on. Right. But seeing all everybody talk about Stranger Things, I'm like, OK, I need to like get back on this bus and I'm loving it. It's Good. fun. It's one of those shows where I'm like, I can't take it too seriously because right. so much about it is like implausible. Mm-hmm. Um, But I still am really enjoying it.
2: I just started watching something I completely missed, but I'm so happy. I started watching Silicon Valley. Oh, oh Silicon Valley's
1: funny. It's
2: yeah. light. It's funny. We needed something like that, like new to watch. Um I had no idea Mike Judge did it, the oh, office I love space guy. Mike Judge, mm. I love him. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. We
0: just watched the first season. So,
1: so yeah. 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 Nice.
0: I haven't been watching anything because I have been insanely busy this week. It's been just a shit show. <laughs> um, And but I like during work, sometimes I'll listen to like audiobooks and I listened to a book that Keegan recommended called Pretty Things. Mm. And that book was fucking good. I loved it. I it know. was so good. And I guessed it. I texted Keegan yeah. and I totally guessed literally like. Even some of the weird plot twist stuff like really early on. Mm -hmm. But I was like, sometimes I do that and then I'm disappointed because I'm like, oh, my idea was better. But I was right and it was good <laughs> nice. and in even like like reading it and, or listening to it and having it flush out in the way even I expected it it didn't ruin anything I was like this is fucking it was so good it was Sometimes really good I
1: like that about yeah. listening to mystery or suspense thrillers like I like like trying to piece it together before the yeah. end like I want to try and figure it out before the end yeah. you know yeah I like I like Janelle Brown you know she had a new one that she just put out this year called I'll Be You that I also enjoyed and now mm. I'm listening to her first novel on audiobook. You inspired me to uh. go get her first one. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's I'm glad you liked it. Oh man. High recommend.
2: Well yeah. If you've got content that we should watch if you've got bad date stories or if you just want to check in with us go to our one stop shop of a website. We've got some really big news coming up soon. Yeah. It's myworstdatepodcast.com and we love you so much. Cheers.
0: This is a Blast Box
2: Media Podcast.